Dan Hampton, Ed Obradovich, and Mark Carmen. It's the Hamp and OB Show. Before and after every Bears game, legends Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich break down the good. Our defensive backs, they were like putty. They were all over their receivers. The bad. Our defense fails to even find a way to get them stopped. The ugly. There's really nowhere to go. Stupid. Stupid is, stupid does. And the unforgivable. He doesn't understand anything. This is the dumbest football coaching staff I have ever seen. Get ready for unadulterated football truth. Football season is here and I'm with Hamp and It's Hamp and OB. Thirty-three, twenty-two. The Bears are four and eight as the Arizona Cardinals improve to ten and two. Welcome to Hamp and OB and Kaz will be on at 3:30 as we go till five o'clock. My name is Mark Carmen, and of course, we all know. Uh, that the Bears season has long been over, and when will they fire Matt Nagy? And I'm seeing people do it after the game today. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. I doubt they will. You know what, Mark? What I saw? What'd you see? Guess who's back at calling the place? You, you, I it, noticed that in the second half. Yeah, you kept. A, I, it's hard to figure out who's doing what over there, but he was, certainly was talking a lot. He's he's calling the place. Even if Lazur is upstairs and he calls something in, and you see him covering his mouth talking, well, he's overshadowing or over whatever. Over Lazor, whatever Lazor said, he override it. Bill Lazor, Bears offensive coordinator, for uh, another. What do we got left here now? Four and eight. Can anybody do the math? I'm I'm conf- I'm exhausted. Five more games to go. Well, guess what? Where, you know where do we go next week? Yeah, up to Green Bay. Up to Green Bay. And look today, Andy Dalton didn't get a ton of help, but he wasn't anywhere close to good. Four interceptions. And it's just making me, as we started the show here, OB, look, they just had to, had to, had to sign Andy Dalton in the offseason. They did it in March. Uh, and we made March 16th. Got to have him. One year, $10 million deal. Andy Dalton's the man. And, of course, then they end up with Justin Fields. Then you got Nick Foles sitting there for $7 million doing absolutely nothing. You can't tell me that Nick Foles couldn't have done exactly what Andy Dalton did today and you could have added another player that would have helped Justin Fields or helped David Montgomery or helped the defense or done anything. No slight to Andy Dalton. He just belonged on a different football team. And you know, Cole Komet's got to catch the football. But if, if you're sitting there and you're George McCaskey doing the math, we signed Mike Glennon. Absolutely had to have him. And three For days, eighteen and a half million guaranteed. Eighteen and a half million for three year deal. He got. He got. It was. Here, he started all of four games. Just had to have Mike Glennon. Then uh, three days later, you're trading up to draft Mitchell Trubisky. And like none of this, when you look at the body of the seven years of work, it just to me it kind of at least somewhat encapsulated into the four-interception performance for Andy Dalton today that they absolutely had to have. And they sh- it was a good decision, by the way. Don't play Justin Fields. He's got cracked ribs. You're going nowhere. This is your franchise quarterback. Take care of him. Uh, but, hey, and then you got guys like Xavier Crawford out there because Jalen Johnson gets hurt, and you don't address things like the secondary because you have guys like Andy Dalton and you have guys like Jimmy Graham who caught a touchdown today that didn't matter. Anyway. any rate, well, well, by the way, good to see you. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is the phone number. Jump on in. What I what I love to see is again, and I I keep saying it. it you know, we're we're four and seven coming into this game, and again, uh, how many times did we see it today when it was third and nine or third and seven? If you even see it one time, it's too many. 
And we've done it game after game, year after year. If it's third and nine, we throw a seven-yard out. If it's third and seven, we throw a three-yard out, a four-yard out, or a little hook and a slide to the stronger to weak side. You've got to go past the yard line marker to make a first down, Nagy. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of that. And the rest of your 25 coaches, okay? And again, we go through four quarters of football. How many times did we go downfield? I don't care if we're playing in a monsoon. My God, utilize the field. Listen, I think we could have had a good chance here to beat this team today. And I like, and the one reason why I did because of the rain and, and crazy things happen when it rains. The ball tips, slides, et cetera, and that's what happened today. But we just, the basic football stuff, Mark, that I see, that I see, we do not do. The, the, the calling, like times when you should go to play action, a bootleg play action, naked, naked play action, sprint outs, you don't do it. You just don't do it. And when it's third and long, you don't go. If it's third and nine, how about throwing a 12-yard out? How about throwing an intermediate crossing ends? You get so frustrated watching this coaching staff. Offensively, we don't attack. We, we, we play a, 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 a checker game, and, and we can't win it. We just can't win it. Uh, it's, it's so damn frustrating, I'll tell you something. And again, and the kids out there, they give it their all. But boy, when, you, when it's third and long or whatever it is, and you throw two, three, four yards shorter for a first down, what the hell are you thinking about? Speaking of guys giving it their all, David Montgomery all over the field today. 21 carries, 90 yards. It's a little over four yards a carry. Got himself in the end zone. Almost had himself in the end zone again. And then... He caught eight. Uh, he had eight catches for fifty-one yards. I mean, David Montgomery was the best player on the field today for the Bears. I don't think anybody would argue that he was fantastic. Now, you you do need to catch the football, and the Bears had a lot of problems with that today. And also, Andy Dalton. I I so many passes. A little bit late, just behind him. First interception. It's a not a good throw to Jakeem Grant, who give that guy, by the way, a gold star for playing as hard as he could possibly play all season long. And the best play of the day was the razzle-dazzle. Anybody wants to uh, you know, take a shot at whatever Nagy called that one. But it was beautiful. Credit to Dalton as he, as he danced out of the way. And Obi, we'll get you we'll we'll get you the uh, the updated stats, and I have them right here if anything you need. But the razzle dazzle thirty three yard play was a was one of the more at least fun plays of the day. And Dalton did a great job dancing his way out of there to go downfield. And and Jakeem Grant, if that ball was led a little bit further, he might have ended up in the end zone. A, a fantastic fantastic play three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. That is the phone number. We come on back here. We'll get to your calls. We'll get you. Uh, get you rolling here, Ob. We we got we got five games to go to figure out what we're going to do with this season. We're going to do something good. I don't well, know what it will be. I I don't know where we're going to go with it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> gonna, I have I have no answers. None. We're, we're gonna, absolutely none. We're going to work out some creativity. You know here, what? You had nothing to lose today. You had absolutely nothing to lose. And look at that game plan from quarter to quarter to quarter to quarter. What kind of adjustments did we make at halftime to come out in the third quarter and go after them? None! 312-981-7200. Hamp and OB on 720 WGN. 
that we're going to win. We've got to stretch the field. Let's attack. Now, back to Hamp and OB. Bears lose 33-22 to the Cardinals. And they're 4-8 and eight on the year, 2-4 and four at home. We will always remember the two times this year they beat the Detroit Lions, who lost in amazing fashion today, by the way, to the Minnesota Vikings. Side note, as the best team in football, the best team in the NFC, the Cardinals walk out of Soldier Field with a 33-22 win. OB, you're staring at the stats before we get to the calls here. You want anything highlighted that you want to get out there? Well, it's, you know, uh, I think what we saw today, uh, well, I, what I saw is Nagy back calling the plays, okay? I wasn't too thrilled about that. But, you know, I always talk about the third down conversion. I think we were five of, I don't know, 12, 14, 15 attempts, you know, and you're not going to win football games doing that. But the big thing with the Bears that, that jumps out at me and and what it is is when we go in at halftime, that's when you really make your big-time adjustments. You get all the stats from your quality control people and you come out. And and it's it's amazing to me. And I've got the stats for last year, 19, the year 20, and, and so far this, so far year of 21. The first game against the Ram. In the third quarter, we scored seven points. Cincinnati Bengals, Z, zero. Cleveland Browns, three points. Detroit, obviously, ten points. Las Vegas Raiders, zero. Green Bay, zero. Tampa Bay, zero. San Francisco, three points. Pittsburgh, three points. Baltimore, seven. Detroit, zero. And Arizona, seven. Folks, that's after coming out of 30 minutes of football and going through all your adjustments and what your game plan is to go out in the third quarter and attack. And if you think that's bad... You should see the year 20. I don't know. If you want, I, I, could I just really ram through this real quickly? Yes, Listen you can. Listen to this, folks. You won't believe it. This is last year, all right? We open up Detroit, third quarter, zero. Giants, zero. Next week, Atlanta, zero. Indianapolis, zero. Tampa Bay, zero. Carolina, seven. The Rams in the third quarter, zero. New Orleans, zero. Tennessee, we score zero. Minnesota, seven. Green Bay, zero. Against Detroit, zero. Houston, we score three points. Minnesota, we score seven. Jacksonville, of course, 21. And we wind up with Green Bay with three points. That's last year. And if I go to 19, you're going to puke again. If you, you, can, they, you Listen, folks, this coaching staff has got to go. Okay? You can't put up numbers like this. Game after game, year after year. You're here to win, a, to be a world champion. Not an also-ran I, it's it's so aggravating, folks. You, and these numbers don't lie. So behind the scenes, Ob, you were you were calling for the third quarter numbers in the middle of the week, and then today we're sitting there watching the game, and you're talking your frustration about Nagy. You're like, it, I think your exact quote was, "Matt Nagy makes Mark Tressman look like Newt Rockney." That's exactly what I said. <laughs> which, which was I which, told you, Matt. <laughs> that was my highlight of watching the game with you today. For the record, by the way, put your headphones on so you can hear these fine callers when they come on in here. Oh, okay, yeah, there we go. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Ob, you want to take some calls here, my friend? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, right on. Uh, hey, Pat in Lincoln Park, you're up first. You're uh, you're a little with niche on your topic, but go ahead, Pat. What do you want to say? Hang on a second, there, Pat. Let me get the phone line up. Okay, Pat, go ahead, brother. I just want to say one thing. You know, the Bears back when Papa Bear was a coach, you had a lot of guys that had a lot of heart. You had that guy. You know, um, I was watching Brian's song the other night. 
And he had that guy, Albradovich, who was running against a defensive back, and he's saying to him, hey, I should have a handicap. And he wanted to fight him right there. And basically what I'm saying is I don't see that fight at heart. They're number 99 for the Bears in 1985 when he'd have to take on double teams. So he'd free those linebackers up to make all those plays. And he'd walk off the field, and he, he looked like he was bent up in a car accident because he gave everything he had. These guys don't they don't care. All they want to do is collect a check. Uh, did you watch? Hold on, hold on, hold on, Pat. Did you watch David Montgomery today? You really don't think that guy cares? I mean, come on. No, he, he cares, but some of these other guys don't. But here's my question for you. I, I just get really tired of these guys because they pay him big money. And, and I look at what some of these 85 Bears made. Like, Dent made 90 grand. It was a joke. Yeah, but. Uh, my okay. question is that onside kick. I never saw anything like that before. When you do an onside kick, you want to catch him off guard. The guy goes one way, pivots, and goes the other way. That's not what you do. So I think, I think it's an example of what this whole coaching staff is. I mean, it, it's a joke. It's a true joke. I mean, take a look at what he did. No one else runs an onside kick like that. Yeah, it, look, but Pat, I mean, uh, and, and appreciate the phone call. Look, the, the onside kick, it, it's going to look good if you get, a, if you get a, a fancy bounce. Unfortunately, though, that was a Sunday hop, and he, he, whatever, he looked to the right, then he kicked it to the left. I mean, everybody knew it was coming. They do, they do do onside kicks slightly different nowadays where they don't overload the sides, which, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of deception that's available on an onside kick anymore. It's just a matter of an bounce onside, of the ball. Listen, on an onside kick, you just got it's got to be the bounce of the ball right it, it really does folks because <clears throat> you've got what like uh probably like nine guys up front maybe just one or two guys back and you've got that whole front line covered with two or three guys right behind them in case it bounces through with a goofy bounce but it's a tough play to recover on it really is i mean an onside kick to recover uh but then again it's it all comes down to the bounce and unfortunately, it comes down to the bounce with us on every play, on every quarter of every game. Yeah, well, and today, Obi, you like to say the Bears get all the bounces. They did not get the bounces there today. There you go. To, now, to, now, do you, now, it, now do you see what happens? It's, it, the tip of the ball, the bounce of the ball, all of a sudden, who's come flying by? Your opponents right on the run, grab the ball, and they're off to the races. Well, you got to catch the ball, Cole Komet. My man, I know you're. Try- I know you're trying for record. You know to follow up on that call. It's not like Cole Komet's not trying, but catching the football. Darnell Mooney catch the football. They're all. They're all doing the best they can. I get it. It's not. They're not trying to drop it. But those were two ugly plays today that uh, did not help Andy Dalton out. What's up, Ed, on the north side? Go ahead. Yeah, the Halluses are. I'm sorry, the McCaskies are in this as a hobby. That's all they're doing, and it doesn't matter what the results are. As far as the talent. Blame that on pace. He drafts people like Cole Komet, who can't block, who can't catch, and who can't run. Obi, you disagree. I know you disagree with that, Ted. Yeah, I, I think Cole Komet is, is uh, Ed, I'm sorry, but I think he's a quality player. And I think we're, 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 well, you can look anywhere you want. But I'll tell you, as far as I'm concerned, and the great Dan Hampton, we know exactly where it's coming from. You've got to put your players in a position to win. Every play of every quarter, of every game. It's you. That's why you're there. That's why you're the head coach. That's why you're an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator. You're a line coach, offensive line coach, deep, whatever. You're put there to take your team because you know from your quality control people, the team that you're going to play, you know what they like. After 11 games, and you're the ones to put these kids in a proper place, the proper position, the proper lineup to get the job done. There's only so much a player can do. 
Only so much. And it's up to the coaches. And I've said before about this coaching staff, my Lord, they're they're unbelievable. They have to put these kids in a proper position to win a football game. And as far as I'm concerned, they do not do it. The record shows it. And I'm sure for the record on Cole Komet that he's not blaming the coaches or anybody else for his drop today that led to an interception and that he, when he's talking to Kevin Powell who's covering for WGN or whoever else, he's going to own it. And, and by the way, his blocking, it's, it's, that's been the best part of Cole Komet to this point in his career. It'd be nice to see him catch some more footballs. Well, you know, sometimes you're going to have a bad game. Things are going to happen. Crazy things are going to happen. But he is, you can win with Cole Komet. It, it, it was interesting, Ed's point or Ed's question about that the Bears are a hobby for the McCaskies. I don't think that's the case at all. I just don't think they know what they're doing. It, it's not, I don't think it's a hobby to George McCaskey. It's certainly not a hobby to Virginia. They're just bad at their, they're bad at their job. Well, somebody gave him the selling point on, on pace, okay? And all pace was when he was at, with the New Orleans Saints was a glorified go for. Right, that's they, exactly what he was. Well, they went out and they hired Ernie Arcosi to go find them. Ryan Pace, who found him, John. F- I mean, it's just they don't know what they're doing. Again, bad at your job, not qualified. Been in the been doing this for life, still bad at it. Kind of amazing. All right, three three thirty. Ob, we're going to bring Cousin coming back here. We'll get to Rob and Marlon and Kevin and Cliff and you. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Yes, Ob. I just want him again. You know, looking at that third quarter, which is the most important damn quarter outside the last second of a game. All right. But how, my God, can you not come out at halftime and score? That's where the games are won and lost with the Bears. They can't figure it out at halftime, and they can't put a game plan together to win a football game. That just happens to be a fact. I also love the last second in the game where Dalton spikes it to try to stop the clock to throw a Hail Mary. But the, and there is no time. And there is no time left. All right, 3.30, check the news, 720 WGN. On third and goal. Murray trying to avoid the rush. That was the first touchdown that Murray got into the end zone. That made it 14-0, and the Cardinals were on their way to the 33-22 victory. I, I do need to apologize. The The Detroit Lions did win their football game today. It was 20-6 Detroit, and Minnesota came roaring back and somehow, someway, led the game late. 27-23, and the Lions scored on the final play of the game, and just would turn out to be a crazy game. So Detroit, congr- my bad. I just thought you lost in crazy fast, crazy Lions fashion, but you, you ended up getting it. 29-27, congratulations to Detroit. C- Glenn Kozlowski, welcome to Hampleby and Kaz. Good to hear you, Kaz. You got it, guys. And uh, actually, Detroit made a couple of mistakes late in the game, and um, Minnesota gave them too much time, and Goff finally put on his big boy pants and he drove him down the field uh, 75 yards on the last play through a little slant pass and they won the game so it was good to see the lions get in the victory column you know again not that i'm cheering for him or anything but it was a really good game to watch so you know the bears have some teams they can beat coming up but the problem is what we saw today ed is it's really simple uh the cardinals have better talent and it's rare in the nfl when you look at a team and say man, we're really bad compared to that team. And it showed up right away. And, you know, Dalton, I, I don't get it, but that, what is that a reflection on, Ed? Coaching. Our, our GM. And he has, you know, three quarterbacks, two veterans that you're paying quite a bit of money. 
One hasn't even taken a snap this year. What a waste of money. Right. This guy continues to waste money. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to ever make it personal because I, I know that they have families, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, and so it's hard. I don't want this to be, oh, he's an idiot, he's this. The bottom line is he's not very good at his job, and that's why he should go. And it's that simple. Well, if you look at the game today that just took place against the Cardinals, there's a couple of stats here that really jump out at you. You know, total plays. The Bears had 71 plays. They only had 51 plays, the Cardinals. And the total yardage, I the Bears, excuse me, had about 70 more yards. 70 more yards than Arizona. And basic, and the time time allotment, we had the ball roughly 10 more minutes than they did, 70 more yards. And, uh, you know, that's a game that, we we had a chance to win. We really did. Weather was on our side. We didn't get the breaks. We didn't get the bounce of the ball or the tip of the ball like we normally do. But they did some things today that should have given us a chance to be make it a hell of a lot closer game or even win the thing, believe it or not. Yeah, I, I don't know. Ed, it would be a stretch to say that they could have won the game. But, you know, Komet, if he catches that ball, it's a first down. And they're in the red zone. So you're right. I mean, that was – to me, that was the biggest play in the game. That swung it all because they went down, short field, and he scored a touchdown. Here's the crazier part. Now let's talk about Matt Nagy and, and the, the coaches. I'm watching this, uh, you know, the, the quarterback from uh, Arizona. Doesn't Justin Fields fit perfectly in that offense? 100%. Isn't, isn't the NFL a copycat league? Uh, Matt Nagy, why didn't you study and figure out what uh, the guy down in Arizona is doing with his dual-threat quarterback and maybe incorporate it? No, because you only know one way to do anything. And again, I'm not trying to make this personal, but when you only know one thing and you're a one-trick pony, you're not going to last very long in the NFL as a head coach. It's just how it works, or an offensive coordinator for that matter. It's such well, a good point. Well, it's Glenn, such a good point. Abs- absolutely, Glenn. But the thing that I, that keeps jumping back out at me: Why are we losing? Why? Well, we don't convert on third down. We know that for a fact. That's the big killer from game to game, year to year. But Glenn, when you look and you know how important those halftime adjustments are, yeah. whether you're winning or losing, I mean, it's giant, folks. Believe me. And when you go back to the year 20, Glenn, I mean, it's, it's, it's zero it's after awful. zero after zero in the third quarter. And go this year, it's zero, what, three zeros, three times we scored three points, three times we scored seven points in the third wow. quarter. We're not putting points on the board, and I don't understand. And I so, so, like, to defend this coaching staff, defend Nagy, and defend this coaching staff when you can't convert on third down and when you can't score a point, basically a point in the third quarter after going over all what the hell has happened the first two quarters. Glenn, you, what, I mean, you don't deserve to what are they the doing? Right. Yeah, I, you know, Ed, I think it's pretty simple. Matt Nagy came in. He, uh, you know, he's coming off the Kansas City, um, uh, you know, magic. And they put together a really good run his first year, coach of the year. And everybody thought, all right, we have a great coach. And then we figured it out. The uh, NFL teams figured out how to defend him. And, you know, listen, today they, 
on the scoreboard, it's going to say 22 points. The truth is they only scored 14 points. Right. The, uh, you know, right. the uh, Cardinals were in prevent, which prevents uh, any offense from not scoring, right? I mean, they always score. And the defense goes to prevent. And they didn't care because it was garbage time anyway. So once they crossed the 24-point uh, mark, Ed, did you ever think the Bears could score 24 points in the remainder of the game? I knew they couldn't. No. They've, they've proven that all year. Because they've they averaged scored, 16 you know, points. 16 points a game. Yes. So. You know, Glenn, here's, let me run through some stats quickly, which I did in, 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 the pre, at, in the morning show, so to speak. Okay? Right. These stats are staggering. After 11 games, going into this game today, the amount of passes the Bears throw in a game. You know where we rank out of 32 teams? 32nd. Passing yards a game, 169. You know where we rank in passing game in the National Football League? 32nd. Again, dead last. Quarterback sacks. What quarterbacks get sacked the most? What team is it? It's the Bears. You know where they rank? 32nd. Dead last in the league. Points in a game. We rank 29th. Yards in a game. 296 we average. We rank 30th in the game. Third down conversions. We rank uh, 30th on third down conversion, the most important down. We rank 30th. Scoring in the red zone, we rank 28th. These are actual, this is our passing game, folks. And, and, and you wonder why we've won four games. And by the way, two of them were against Detroit. And you wonder why, after four years of this coaching staff being here, and again, I go back to the amount of – we have 25 assistant coaches, and these are your stats going into your 12th game. You're basically dead last in almost every passing quarterback uh, quarterback stat in uh, – excuse me, passing game stat in the National Football League. You know how hard you got to work at that? Yeah, that's well. That means you don't work at all, and you don't. You really, you're not doing the fundamentals right, and that is what you see out there. But what you saw today was a real NFL football team that came in and they were healthy, and they have a quarterback like we have a quarterback, and they use them correctly. We do not, and that is just it. Screams at you, and it's easy to see. And any time somebody scores 24 points, it's over because the Bears can't do it. They just don't have an offense. They don't have coaches. And I don't want to necessarily blame it on the players, but, you know, some of these, a lot of these are happening because players are dropping the ball or batting it in the air and it's getting intercepted. So it's a combo of all of them. But you have to start at the top with Ryan Pace and say, you have, you have made us worse since you've been here instead of better. You have thrown away entire drafts to bring in people who are now backups on other teams in the National Football League. And why would you have three, two veteran quarterbacks and a rookie quarterback dressing them every week and paying those two veterans a ton of money and one of them never is out on the field? Let them go. I mean, cut them loose, right? I mean, why was it? If you're not going to play them, why have them on the sideline? They're not helping the young rookie quarterback. They're not over there talking to him. He's sitting there by himself. Half the time, the coaches aren't talking to him. So, yeah, it's just time to clean house, and it's going to happen. And this will be the year, and uh, you got to start at the top. Let's come. Let's go. Glenn, let, real quickly here. Glenn, how many times did you see today, if it's one, it's too many, third down and nine, and you throw a seven or a six yard out? 
Yeah. I mean, it's, this, it's folks, if you this is play calling. Team. These plays are called in from these genius coaches up in the box, or it's from Nagy. Yeah, it's, it's it, ridiculous. You, but it's been all year that way, Ed. Yes, it has. You know, if it's third and 18, or third, or how about fourth and 13 against the Rams, or 18, and you run a comeback at 16 yards and he catches it at 14 right. at the end of the game, it's like, um, couldn't you have pressed that comeback to 22 yards and catch it at the 19-yard mark? I mean, it's it's stupid. doesn't make sense. But we, we should get to the call, so let's do that, Mark. Quick time out. We'll get to Rob and Marlon and Mike and Kevin and Kurt and you. 312-981-7200. Hamp and OB and Kaz till 5 o'clock on 720 WGN. Pressure. Dalton rifles. Pass the sticks. It's off the receiver and picked up by Buda Baker, one of the fastest men in the NFL. Andy Dalton trying to bring him down, and he helped out as Montgomery ran him down. There's a penalty flag all the way back, though, at the Arizona 25-yard line. That was not how you wanted to start the football game. Obi, you hear the song? It's for you, buddy. This is another highlight of my watching football with OB today. (laughs) Kazi told me that you... You're talking about ACDC? Yeah. In the middle of the game, somehow ACDC came up, and and OB were like, I love ACDC. Yeah. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Guns N' Roses? Alex Rose? (laughs) Yeah, we got that. Those guys with those white... I love that voice. (laughs) <laughs> we, we we got that we got Guns N' Roses coming up for you too, buddy. We this is a full this, 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 we got everything today. Hey, oh, when I'm driving, I turn that radio up. Words and all kinds of stuff at us, right? Yeah, that's one of those guys. He is a Renaissance man. No, Ob loves ACDC and Guns N' Roses. Things I did not think I would learn today in, in the. Well, back. guess what? They're lasting several decades. They're, they are. They're it's still uh, and they're the, still flying, they're, still rolling. No. At least walking in in the case of uh, most of those guys. But all right, here let's let's move along here. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Appreciate your patience, Kevin in Flossmore. You've been holding the longest, I believe. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Kevin. Hey guys, uh, I just love the I, I love what you guys contribute to this. I look forward to your show prior to the game and after the game, much more so than, than the game itself. A couple of things I wanted to mention. Ob talked about um, in the pregame. You know, he says the guys that he played with, they entered the field to win. That's what they were there for. They had quality players, and, and, and they played the game to win. And, and that's what I think that we're, we're missing in this. And, you know, different generations, different payment and things like that. But they were there to play and, and win the game. The other thing that I wanted to comment on was um, – the, the using the field. So, um, I do a little bit of, um, of soccer and coaching. So my point to the players is we have 11 players spread the field. You have to spread the field and then that will weaken the defense. If you do everything, um, you guys made a comment earlier. If you're always going down one side of the field, um, and you're not you're not utilizing everything. You're not utilizing multiple um, receivers. And Ob says uh, the last couple of weeks, why don't we ever throw the ball? You know, on uh, cross patterns. You know, down the field at a decent distance. Right. We we, we we got you, Kevin. We got you. We got you. Hey, Kev. I've been saying that for four years. I don't yeah. understand it. 
Here's the simple philosophy, Ed. You could bring a tight end and have him sit down at 10 yards. Those two backers, if they're in a 3-4, are going to jump that tight end at 10 yards. You bring the slot receiver up to 16, 18 yards, and he runs an in route, and the safety's going to be back because the other guy runs a skinny post, you know, so he give you trips to right. that side, runs a skinny post, and you're going to hit that in route all day long at 18 yards. And if the backers start to cheat, you hit the guy at 12 yards. So you've got to layer your passing game. You've got to cross receivers in front of each other and create picks in the passing game. And they don't do that. Glenn, don't. that's exactly correct. And I've been saying it not this week, last week, this year, last year. They don't do it. They don't utilize this field. Now, either they have 20, there's a total of 26 coaches. Either they can't figure it out, or we've got some other serious problems. But I can tell you this, I, I, I for the life of me, I sit here and look at it, Dan Hampton and I, and I, I, I want to jump out of my skin. What are you guys thinking about? Yeah, it's scary, Ed, and they just don't. And I just don't know, I, I, like I said, I think the real issue with Matt Nagy, he only knows one way. And so yep. if he doesn't have the right personnel, he can't really call a game. And I, I, I don't know for a certainty yet, but I'm guessing watching this today that uh, he was calling the game today. Yes, he and, was. And, you know, and I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but it sure looked like it to me. So, you know, we, maybe they, nobody will ask him or, uh, you know, even bring it up. But it, it kind of did to me. And so I'm, I'm speculating right now, but it looked that way. He's, he's I'm not, right with you, buddy. He's not going to give an accurate answer. Let me just for one second defend the players of today. Look, you can't tell me that David Montgomery, who somehow, some way in the offseason with all his workouts made himself faster, that that guy doesn't care. Or really anybody on the field, these guys don't care. To know, In order to get to the level that these guys are on nowadays, there's more competition than there's ever been. So I understand that in OB's era, it was the craziest era in the history of the NFL, and guys played maybe more hurt, but you can't, don't say these guys don't care. It's just, it's just yeah. not true. It's just different, and and more importantly, and Ed would uh, agree with me on this point, when you are a player and you think your coaches don't have a clue what they're doing, it's pretty easy to start being selfish and protecting yourself for the next group that's coming in, and you don't want to get hurt. I mean, I hate to say it, and that sounds really, you know, uh, stupid, but honestly, when you lose faith, and your coaches, offense and defense and special teams, this is what the team looks like, what the Bears are doing right now. And you agree, Ed? Oh, you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. Absolutely. And, and look, if you rewind okay, you back... Yeah. It's easy for the players, Mark, to almost look like they're catching it in because now they're, they're trying to protect themselves. They have a family at home, and they want to extend their careers, too. Sure, and look at look the Bears could sell what happened Thanksgiving week with Matt Nagy's getting fired or not getting fired. However, they want to sell it. The players in there were most, at least by all accounts of everything that I've checked out, a lot of them thought he was going to be out. A lot of them thought the Bears handled it incredibly weirdly. And and I would say ninety, if you polled them, who do you think that Matt Nagy's going to be the coach of the Bears next season? They'd probably vote a hundred percent no. 
So there's no way that doesn't have an impact on the team. Hey, I want to point out one other thing today because I was going back, you know, between the Bears and uh, Tampa Bay against Atlanta, and I'm watching Cordell Patterson run the football for a ton of yards, catch a football for a ton of yards, and also they were talking about playing playing him at strong safety. Was he not on our team? We called that out a ton. And Kazi, hang on, we'll get to we'll get back Wasn't at that you. Crazy, he was on our Glenn, team, wasn't he? When when we had him here. All of us said it. I know damn well I did. You know a lot. He's, he's, he's yeah. He's bringing back a kickoff, return a kickoff, a punt or something. No, get him in the game. All right, four o'clock hour coming up here. One hour to go. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Bears lose to the Cardinals thirty three twenty two at seven twenty. So, callers, we're gonna get to him when we come back. Rob, hang Mar- in there, guys. Rob, please. Marlon, Mike, John, Cliff. Right after the news on seven twenty WGN. Yeah, no, no. Bills, Bills calling all the plays, and I have input on if there's um, situationally, if there's a feel or there's something, and that, that's been that's been always. You know, nothing's changed from any other games. It, today was a normal day. Uh, it just we had the. Uh, the headset go out. There it is. The headset went out. No, his head went out. <laughs> they, yeah, that, they, that makes a lot of sense. They added a word there. No, his head went out. Yeah. The, well, I like yeah. I said, guys, I don't want to make this personal um, with Matt Nagy. He's got, you know, four sons. I understand that. It, it, it affects them more than anything. But the truth is, when you're not winning, when your players are not playing hard for you, and when, what I mean by that is they're they're playing hard. Don't get me wrong; they're pros, but they're still looking ahead and trying to add another year. Because at four and eight, it's probably you know it's unlikely you're going anywhere. So they're just kind of going through the motions and playing as hard as they can. And I went through it in 1992, Ed, when uh, the coach uh, his last year and. Really, we were not a very good team, and at the end of the year, the one game that we rose up, we beat Pittsburgh because it was Mike Singletary's last game, and he was retiring. And, you know, we thumped on Pittsburgh, and it was in disarray, and you saw a lot of coaches running and hiding and trying to save their own jobs, right? And it was right. it was melee, and I think that's what's going on right now. And I, I don't fault Nagy for trying to save his job. He should. But unfortunately, he has too much of a, a history and track record that says he can't score more than 16 points, he, and he, that's the issue. He underlined, Kazo, if we play that sound by one more time, I think he underlined at least what part of the problem was. Let me just get it one more time on, on what was happening with the play calling, because you saw Nagy on the sidelines talking more than he's been talking call it the last five weeks yeah no no bill's bill's calling all the plays and i have input on if there's um situationally if there's a feel or there's something and that that's been that's been always you know nothing's changed from any other games it, today was a normal day uh it just we had the uh the headset go out so uh, maybe i'm overlooking into it but situationally i have input it's like no 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 He's calling. That means, that means he calls it, right? Right, like right. You, so, in certain points of the game, when you really want to call the play that you really think your genius is needed, that's when you step in. So you're undermining the guy that you gave the job to. Does that sound like a good formula? I don't think so. Am I missing anything here? No, I'm telling you, that's no. exactly what happened. He could come up. Listen, I'm tired of listening to this guy. Hit my God. If it ain't one thing, it's another. It's this. It's that. It's everybody's fault. It's the weather. It's training camp. It's this. It's that. No, the problem is pacing you, buddy boy. That's the problem. Starts there. Let's it go does. with let's let's get Cliff at, uh, from Huntley, who's been waiting about an hour. Thank you, Cliff. Welcome to WGN, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the announcers on the TV today 
were praising Nagy for having a genius game plan for the weather. Is it he had a genius game plan and the players didn't execute, or what was his game plan? I'm going to uh, hang up so I can listen. Thank you. Thanks, Cliff. Well, I'll tell you how many. You know how many points uh, uh, they scored in this game today in the third quarter after making the adjustments. Seven. Seven. And they got a garbage touchdown at the end of the game when the Cardinals really didn't care. Absolutely. Um, and, oh, by the way, onside kicks, are, they don't work in the NFL. I've seen, what, maybe one this year where somebody recovered, and it was by design. The NFL doesn't want players to get hurt because, you know, you used to be able to load it up and wipe out that front line, and these guys are sitting ducks, and then the guy peel behind and, you know, uh, recover the ball. So um, if you're depending on onside kicks, if you're depending on – um, you know, a fumble or turnovers or something, you know, a, re- a double reverse pass that he should have been sacked on, but he does a great job and spins out of it and just chucks it and finds the guy wide open. Um, you're not going to win football games. You can't. You can't win that way. And for the record, look, when you have your quarterback throw four interceptions, if you have the greatest game plan of all time, it's hard to win. Uh, yes. So, and you... you Andy Alden did not play well. Cole Komet didn't catch the football. Neither neither did Darnell Mooney. Jakeem Grant, the interception in was a bad throw. A great receiver would have caught it, but I mean, come on. There there was a, the players uh, have a lot on at least today's particular performance. Uh, let's go, John Rolling Meadows, seven twenty WGN. What's up, John? Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, guys. Right back um, at you, John. I, I just I want to go. With... The coaching is unbelievable, but the 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 screenplay. Back in the day, by the time you get out there and run that screenplay, everybody's left foot all planted, right foot all planted, like dancers, making a wall and throwing the pass out there. Now, our screenplay is there's six feet in between each guy, and they're all like going different ways. And it's just ridiculous. You should get at least five, six, seven, eight yards. And we're getting sacked for a minus four on a simple screenplay. Well, and you had a pick on it, too. Thanks, John. John, you had a pick on it as well. And really, Andy Dalton, part of that screenplay, and this rests right on the quarterback's feet, on that particular interception, Andy Dalton, the way of, of, you know, of quality, and I'm, again, not trying to dog Andy Dalton. He is what he is. He's a journeyman that at one time was a starting quarterback and a high draft pick, but now he's at the tail end of his career. Um, he's supposed to draw those linemen to him, the defensive linemen and backers that are coming, and at the last second, you dump it off. He just faked the handoff, took one step, and tried to throw it, and didn't really look, and the, the big uh, tackle... Zach Allen. Uh, ...from... Uh, Arizona was in perfect position, and he caught it because, again, you're not going to throw it over the big guy. And you know these these big guys can jump, and they're athletic. I mean, they're almost as fast as the skill position guys. So that was on Andy Dalton. That was a poor play by him, and he didn't allow the the screen to develop. Would you agree, Ed? I mean, oh, absolutely. It's just I, it was dumb. Glenn, how many screens have we ran? So uh, so far this year, <laughs> this is the twelfth game. Not enough for the poor uh, our <laughs> franchise quarterback for crying out loud. Uh, you watch Green Bay. I'll tell you what. You watch Tampa Bay. You see screen plays to the strong and the weak side, two minimum, three, four, five, six times a game. 
because it, it slows down. And the reason teams screen on offense, Mark and and Ed, and you know this, Ed, it slows down the pass rush. Exactly. So the offensive line, which is our offensive line, is marginal at best. They played best game they played all year was against the Lions. I think there was a lot of holding going on that wasn't called against us. And that's you know, but that's a game. That was the best game they played. But overall, our quarterbacks have been, as Ed pointed out in, in the pregame, 32nd, right? We're the worst team on giving up sacks and not protecting our quarterback. Dead last. So that's how you protect your quarterbacks and your linemen because you let these guys coming off the edge rushing and coming at you. And I'd rather see them you know, do that and throw a screen on third and six then run a three-yard drag that ends up two yards short. Glenn, what I'd really like to see our offensive line yeah. line do, the Castile, our offensive line coach, it, it, we have, okay, we've got a problem with our offensive line. Run blocking, I don't care, or pass blocking, especially pass blocking. I don't know why they don't go to fire out blocking. In other words, instead of stepping, stepping, stepping right. back, a step and a half, a step and a half, and then you engage him. Engage him at the line of scrimmage and then work with him. Take him on. Work with him. Make them try to get around you. Put the pressure on him. Because, and why? Because right. our offensive line is not good enough to give it that step and a half back, that step and a half back, and take on a defensive end or an outside pass rusher. They're not good enough. So why the hell we don't go to fire out blocking on some of We don't have to do it every play, but at least half of them, and engage the defensive line, the outside pass rusher, or if it's a linebacker coming, engage him at the line of scrimmage. And you know what you do by doing that too, Ed? You, you eliminate the, um, the twist and the stunt that the defensive line can do because you're firing right off at them. Exactly. And you're engaging them right away. So it's, gonna, it's just going to ball it all up, right? We, and that's we, what you're trying to do to buy a little time for your quarterback. But more importantly, I am watching the Cardinals run this offense. That it's not, it's not something new or spectacular. It's just the system, and it's designed to fit the talent that they have. And look, they have the best wide receiver in the game, uh, you know, in the NFL right now, in my opinion. They uh, AJ Green at one time was the best wide receiver in the NFL. So they got a great tight end. They, I mean, they have some really good skill position players. But it all is based off of the uh, RPO, you know, run pass, and we have that guy. He's our future. Convert to that. We don't. That's the issue. I want to get Patrick on the northwest side. It was at Soldier Field on the program. What's up, Patrick? Welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Um, I'll tell you guys, I'm I'm tired. You know, I mean, it's it's four four twenty. I'm just I'm still not home. I'm soaking wet. I, I, I it, it, it's costing me money. I got four tickets. I can't get anyone to go. Nobody wants to go see this team anymore. They better wake up to the fact that they're going to be irrelevant. And it's, it's, it's insane. They keep making bad decisions, bad decisions. I, I, I'm sitting there in the rain watching Eddie Jackson again, three whiffs. Three times he tackled like a seventh grader and whiffed on the guy. And then I got to hear his crap that he don't want us to boo. Excuse me, Eddie. Buy my tickets then, because I can't give them away. 
I, I, in order to get someone to go to a game, I got to tell them I'm going to buy you lunch. I'll drive you. I'll pick you up, and I'll buy all your beer. It's all one and, and dinner at my house after, right? Uh, you're in the will. Come with me to see the Bears and the Cardinals in the rain. Where are you your seats, what? by the way? Are you a 400 level? Are you downstairs? Where are you at here, Patrick? I'm a, a 400 level. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's just expensive. And I love going to the game. I got to bring my, my, my brother's uh, grandson to the game. It was a good time. But now this kid's eight years old. We're walking out of the ballpark. You know what he tells me? You know, Uncle Pat, why the Bears didn't win? And this was against uh, uh, two weeks ago. I go, why? He goes, because Nagy doesn't have an offensive plan. And I'm like, I, I almost fell down, fell down dead. <laughs> this is a eight-year-old that told me this. Hey, hey Patrick, what, what's, what was the face value of your tickets? What are they? What were they today? One twenty-five. One twenty-five. They were going for twelve bucks before game time on StubHub. So you pay ten right. times and the value. Yeah. And I did the math in the third quarter. If I do, if I say no to the Bears this year and next year, I go to Hawaii. I go to Maui. You know, yeah. the, the Mechanics better wake up to this fact, man. You know, tell Ted Phillips, build me a stadium, stay out of football. Because I don't think Ted Phillips knows if the ball's filled with cotton or air. I don't think he knows that. Great what, Patrick. call, Patrick. Patrick, that Thank was one guys. hell of a call, my friend. It <laughs> that, was, Ed. That, that was one hell of a call. I, 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 yeah, I'm, ahead, I, I'm just saying I'm out here for the fans, man. Like, look. T- t- what, is, what, has been, what have I been saying last year and this year to George McCaskey? You better be careful. People are finding out, Glenn, I've said it, they're finding other things to do to last with this pandemic, et cetera. And that's the one thing that this bear ownership, they do not want to lose the greatest fans on this planet, the Chicago Bear fans. Hey, guys, I know that you've been paying, and, and everyone that you've been paying, over val- your, your tickets have been undervalued what you're paying for them. We're going to give you a break in 2022. I would love to see a team do something like that to actually realize what the value of their seats were this year and what the fans paid and show some appreciation. I'm not holding my breath on this. Mark, but, that's yep. not going to happen because it's still a business. I know. Let's, I know. let's be honest. But, but I, you know, I'm glad you're, uh, you know, do you want to have orange slices for all the I, fans too? I, I would like to have I some mean, orange slices stop. and ice cream stop. and and all that. All right we got to take a quick timeout. Mark, Mike, Marlon, Rob, 312-981-7200. Hey, guys, I promise you, when we come back, we're going to go right to you. Yeah, all right. And if we don't, I'm going to punch Mark right in his schnozzola. <laughs> don't want that, Mark. No, we don't. Wouldn't be the first time. 720 WGN. Way, way back in Bears history. What a catch by Connor! And James Connor is in! What a play! And Connor celebrates another touchdown. We're making there that. We go. James, there you go, buddy. You, you like know, that? Guns N' Roses, I think, are coming to Chicago. I don't know where. I think this summer. You want to go see Guns N' Roses, OB? Huh? Is that what you're saying? Well, somebody give me 50-yard line seats up front, I would. <laughs> Guns? What? Do, do you have any influencer in this city? Do you know anybody touching you or bothering you? Hold on. Guns N' Roses tour. I'm, I'm looking it up for you, OB. Just give me Guns one second. Guns N' Roses, ACDC, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles. They'll be playing in uh, in Sweden in June. You want to go over there? You can go to Munich and uh, see them in July. 
They're still the out there. Are, but... They're going to play here in Chicago. I'm telling you. Oh, they are. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, well I, listen. I'd love to go see Guns and Roses with with you, Ob, and Kaz and Ham <laughs> and, and Curtis. Let's let's make it out. That that highlight, by the way, James Conner getting into the end zone. We're making that. <laughs> I don't know how to break this news to you, but yeah, if you're... I get tickets, you ain't going. I... <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. Uh, yeah, so right. Don't take it bad. Don't take it personally. I mean, I thought we were buddies, but okay, that's fine. You don't. I lied, Mark. I lied. It's, it's all right. Go ahead. You enjoy your GNR by yourself, buddy. Paradise. I, 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 I'm. I am a little bit offended right now. That touchdown by James Conner. That's our Mueller game-changing moment, sponsored by the Mueller family of dealerships: Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, where I frequent, and Merrillville. Uh, there was. Many a game-changing moment today uh, with Dalton and his interceptions and uh, Bears with with just drop plays. Like you could have given the Cole Komet play as well, which I think, Kazi, you named that one, which is another game-changing yeah, I, moment. To me, to me, Mark, that was the moment when the game turned on a dime and it was over for the Bears. And as Ed is pointing out, he makes that play. It's a first down, and they're, I want to say they're inside the 10-yard line. Yep. Um, so first down. They go in, and I, I think they, I believe, and maybe I'm goofy and people would say I'm a little out there, but I think they would have scored there. And that makes it a whole different game, and that's what Ed is talking about. They had these opportunities, and you know, three to four plays lose you games in the NFL and any level, actually, in football. And that was the most important one, in my opinion. When that, when those yeah. things happen, you got to take advantage of it instantly because you don't get a lot of those chances. Rob and Elmers, welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Rob. Guys, first and foremost, thank you for taking my call. This is the best post-game show, period. Thank you, Rob. The thing that I want to talk about is, did you see uh, Dan, I forget how he pronounced his last name, Pompey or Pompey? His on the 25th, Thanksgiving Day. The fact that he says, put the the accountant back to the business side and bring in somebody who's a football person, and he suggests Chase Armstrong, Tony Dungy, Ozzie Newsom, or Rick Smith, that would be the first step in the right direction the family could ever take at this point. I, I yeah. read the article, and I thought it was very interesting, the names that he brought up, and T- Trace Armstrong is super interesting, in my mind. Yeah, I don't know how much Trace knows about football, though. When I say that, I mean, he was a great player, and I played with Trace, and Dan did too, Ed, and um, you know, Trace was always kind of that guy. We knew he was going to be involved in football after he retired because he was just kind of that's what he was interested in, but more on the management side. You know, Ozzie Newsom would be awesome, but he retired, right, from Baltimore. Uh, Tony Dungy seems interesting to me because he's just doing, you know, he's doing the, the television gig, and he would make a great GM because he knows talent. He knows how to evaluate it. Kazi, hang in there. We will run through every single call that is on the board, and you in the final half hour. Bears lose to the Cardinals 33-22. It's, th- it's 4.30. Quick check of news, 7.20 WGN. What counts again here with the Chicago Bears? Back to Montgomery. He walks in, and the Bears are on the board. It's a touchdown. Now that was an easy touchdown. OB, you were screaming at that moment. Where is – no one's in the zero gap. No one's in the one gap. He just walked right into the end zone. We brought it today. That was hard to believe. That that was that was not a great moment for the Cardinals and a good one for David Montgomery. Uh, we are looking at who brought it today, which is sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. David Montgomery most definitely brought it today as he's brought it 
pretty much all season long, except, of course, when he was injured. Quickly, yes, who's the most valuable Bear player right now? Offense, defense. you got to pick one guy. Quickly, come on. Roquan. I oh, think. give me a break. No, it's David Montgomery. How about Montgomery? Opinion. Yeah. How about Montgomery? Missed a lot of games. To, to, I don't yeah, know. but Mark, when he's in there, the Bears look a lot better on. You on don't offense. like Montgomery. And Let's go to the callers. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting Mark, not to kinda, like you. You just kind of poo-pooed everything. Now, listen, I like David Montgomery. Roquan's had a great year. I, yeah, but they haven't been very good on defense, and especially when they get back into games and the defense needs to go out there and shut them down. We haven't done it that's, consistently all year. That's fine. They haven't been good on offense either, though. It's not like we're scoring 40 points a night here. Go to the callers. <laughs> You're going to get punched, Mark. Don't do it. I disagree with OB on Montgomery, and now it's Mike in Beverly. Doesn't seven, matter. You're wrong. Is it Mike in Beverly <laughs> on seven? On 720 WGN. Just be quiet. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, I'd like to say this. Yes, Mike. That'll be years ago, 1989, at the St. Andrews Golf Course when he was doing stuff with SNS Automotive. And I always thought it OB was a class A. Thank you, From Mike. From that time, I'd like to point something else out. I think you guys have very selective reasoning. The Bears have not won a championship since 1958. They haven't won a Super Bowl from 1936. And I'm really sick and tired of listening to you guys blowing smoke in our ear about how this is some great storied franchise. Mike, are and you? I'll tell you why. Hold on. I'll tell you why. Quickly. No, Mike, you don't get to tell us to hold on, fans, Mike. Most of your fans were not alive when O'Bree, OB won a championship. So tell me this. Yeah. I, I want to hear, one, how we turn this franchise around. Two, I always thought Mike Dicko was probably the dumbest head coach that ever won a Super Bowl because when you look at his Super Bowl stats, his best defensive stats came from Vince Toman the second year. Okay. Vince- thank, thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. I don't and, know where you're going. Co- we and we had the best team in the league. So, it, Mike, and, and, you know, it's okay. Uh, you're entitled to your opinion, and I think every week, Ed, we have explained to you how you turn this franchise around. It starts with a general manager that actually can evaluate talent and doesn't give away drafts to move up to a guy that is marginal in the first round because you win in the National Football League with first-rounders on the football field. Period. That's number one. Number two, you have to have coaches – that understand what your players' abilities are and what their weaknesses are, and then you attack a defense trying to create mismatches with your talent and what they do well. That's how you win football games. And then you take your defense and you eliminate whoever their best threat is, take him away, and make somebody else beat you. That's how you win a football game, Mike, and we've been saying it for the last four years. So I take offense to that. Yeah, and the years you How had. About you, Ed. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. But Mike, he's he's entitled to his thoughts. No, I agree. You know, and, and it's great that he called in. That's wonderful. That's that's great. But you're not allowed to say 1958 when it was 1985. I will not allow that. I will yeah. not allow you to do 85 to 58. All right, Mark. By the way, they were in the Super Bowl in 2005. They didn't win it, but they got there. That's so a fair point. We've had some fleeting moments where we have gotten to that game. Get to the callers, please. Marlon, welcome to WGN. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking my call. I love your show. Thank you. Thanks, Marlon. Uh, OB, OB, or Cos, or Dan Hampton, please put in your resume to coach this team. 
I'm sick and tired of this coaching staff. It goes back to last year, the year before that. So many dumb play play calls. Why does the offensive line back back? Push the guys to the left or the right so you can open up the hole for your running back to get more yardage. Defense, stop playing zone plays. You're not built for that. Bump the guys on the line, blitz. If you got to blitz the whole damn game, blitz. Blitz. I mean, what's going on here? Thank you, Marlon. Team. Poor coaching. Marlon, I'm going to put your name in the George McCaskey, the next head coach of the Bears. I can't argue with anything he said. Go to the next caller. Marlon, OB, Kaz, Hamp. Listen, uh, I just want to remind everybody. We're not going to coach, but there are coaches out there that could do a great job for the Bears. And it's a a roll of the dice. Listen, we we started the show when John Fox was the coach. We, We screamed about Fox for three years. And I was so excited when they hired Matt Nagy. And then game one, we did the show, and OB wanted him out. And I'm like, oh my god, we just and got. He was right. And, and it right. turns out he was right. After that, that's so. Hopefully, they'll well, get it right. I told you, Matt Nagy makes Mark Trestman look like Luke Grotty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was that was a highlight today. All right, Mark and Darian. Hopefully, they'll get it right this time. But there's no no guarantee. That's all I'm saying. Mark and Darian, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey guys, thank you. Uh, just I was going through the stats, team stats, and so far this year, the Bears have made five interceptions and recovered six fumbles. Compare that to when we were in the playoffs, we had 22 picks and six right. fumble recoveries. Our secondary is a sieve. If the, the the other team's offense feels very confident throwing the ball, knowing that it'll never get picked off. They'll make the yardage, and maybe they'll get. Maybe our guys will tackle, but that's that's. A, I see that as a as as much of a problem as the offense. Well, Rob, the guys that we're counting on were missing in action. Eddie Jackson. There's a couple other people. We got rid of a couple people we shouldn't have. Kyle Fuller. But now we now we're having problems. Okay, and again, who the hell does that fall on? Falls on our general manager. Pace and our head coach Nagy, that's who it falls on. And mostly Pace on this particular part of the yeah. equation. And, and yeah. look, look, Kyle Fuller hasn't had a bad year, so maybe they were right to let him go. But allocating $10 million to Andy Dalton and $8 million to a tight end who's done absolutely – I mean, he, he caught a touchdown pass today, but Jimmy Graham has been non-existent. They, just, they have not used their money well, uh, to, to say the least. Or, or Foles, what is he getting paid? Right, seven, seven, roughly. So that's 17, right, tied up between Dalton and Foles. Yeah, exactly. And there's like a – That's wasted money. Gard, Gardner Minshew won a game today for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's better than both of them, by the way, and he's younger If, if in, in the case if uh, – Justin Fields, let's let's not even say what I just said if that doesn't work out. But I'd rather have I'd rather have Minshew who was winning who was at least putting up numbers with Jacksonville. Hey, Bears Essentials is brought to you by the Marquee Sports Network. Watch Bears Essentials Tuesdays at eight PM only on Marquee. Uh, we asked to, on our Facebook page, predict the date that the Bears make a head coaching change. The winner with the uh, closest state will win a special prize from Hampton OB. We got Jan 10th, December 13th, February for Groundhog Day. Hopefully today is on there. Uh, A bunch of you guessing it. Valentine's Day I thought was adorable. Thank you for... (laughs) Thank you. That's just mean, Mark, but okay. It's not not overly nice, but hey, that's the spirit of the question. It exactly wasn't... uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> it wasn't the sweetest thing we've put out there. All right, Kazi, one more segment to go with you to the top of the hour. 33-22. Cardinals beat the Bears. Bears are 4-8 and eight at 720 WGN. we got to take the calls with Kaz. We will. We are. We do. 720 WGN. Got the kicking leg on that. May have been a follow-through that they were looking at. But that ball is deflected. It's a moot point either way as it's a third interception for Arizona. And this time it's Byron Murphy. There were a lot today. That was number three of four for Andy Dalton. A day to forget for Dalton, I guess, and the Bears as well. Arizona 33. It's not all Andy Dalton's fault, okay? Come on here. uh, Okay. You know? Yeah. Ten other guys out there. Guys were dropping balls, and they, you know, Komet has to make that catch. It would have been a different game. I thought for a second we were going to see Nick Foles when Dalton got drilled and he was was walking. Right. Looked like his shoulder. And they threw him right back out there, and the next uh, the next pass was deflected, and that was an interception. He did not look good coming off the field there, but somehow, some way, he willed himself back out there. Yeah, I mean, what? Throw a pick. Yeah, <laughs> throw a pick. Get to the call. Yeah, get to the call. Uh, yeah, 312-981-7200. David, Indiana, welcome to WGN. Go ahead, David. Am I in line? You're on, You're buddy. Whoa, right here. I got you in a spirit phone. Hey, Okay. Yes, David. Uh, uh, Wooden, Indiana, um, southeast of uh, uh, Terry Hutt. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going out in the left field. Why not trade um, Justin Fields and get two <laughs> draft picks for one or two players and a, a, a prime guy, offensive lineman? David. Since- David, yeah. no, no, David, no, no, no. We we need we need a quarterback, David. We're not trading Justin Fields. Sorry, anybody well, want? Well, David's trying to get more draft choices. Is what he's trying to right. do, Mark. So that's all he's doing. I understand, but would you do that, Cos? We don't have any draft choices coming up. Yeah, I know. I you they they're, they got problems, David. You're right. Do it, but he he has a point, right? I mean, you've got to figure out how to create. Opportunities to get quality players. Well, let me do it in free agency. Glenn, let and David, let me mess this up a little more. Oh boy, what if we had Mac Jones here? They still would have had to trade up to get Mac Jones, Ob. For the record, you don't know that. Well, you don't know that he went. He was he was available. They could have. They could. There's a lot of things that could have happened. All right, New England paid nothing for that kid. And yep. I don't know, folks, if any of you people ever seen this kid play quarterback. He's a rookie. He's the same. He's about 6'3", weighs about 225. And this kid has every pass in the book. Every pass in the book. And I'll tell you what, watch out Watch out for New England this year. Not next year, this year. Yeah, and he looks like a young Tom Brady. Oh, my God. He really does. That kid that is unbelievable. It's part of the system, though, and the culture there. Thank you. Those coaches know how to coach. And they put their players in positions to win. That's the bottom line. If he was a bear, it wouldn't look like this. <laughs> no, no you, you're right, Mark. Oh, you don't like our bear coaches? <laughs> hey, you come on. You came to the dark side, huh, Mark? I, I'm not. I haven't not been on the dark side. <laughs> I'm ready for change, like everybody else in this city. What's up, Lou? North Dakota. Yeah, Welcome they- to WGN. 
Okay, thank you. Uh, the championship game was in 63, not 58. I had to drive to Wisconsin with my father to watch the game. Right. I was in the Air Force at the time. I just got back from Japan. By the way, did you guys, Ed, did you beat the pack twice that year? Yes. Or was it the year before? No, that was the year. We beat them twice. Okay. Thank you. I went to the matter of fact, when I was, that, yeah. Pat, that was, uh, that was the only two games they lost. They were 12 and 2 that year. Yeah. And, I mean, this guy, he just, well, I'm going to bet you, man. Now your Packers are going to beat the hell out of the Bears. I said, okay. So he wasn't too happy when you guys got done with him. Well, anyway, uh, I just really enjoyed it. And don't forget, Ed, weren't you guys called the Monsters of the Midway? Well, that was long before us. Thanks, Lou. That well, was, I- yeah, Lou, that, that, was, that was back in the, in the 40s, you know. Uh, when they had, Sid Luckman became in at a quarterback. And, uh, boy, they had some phenomenal football. Bronco Nagurski, how about that for a football name? I mean, they had some <laughs> unbelievable talent. And they ruled the country. In that, and, you know, and they made football what it is today, the monsters of the midway. Did you like Lombardi? Did you hate him? Well, no, when... no, I respected him. Yeah. I totally and completely respected what he did. And, by the way, if, if, if you were a wise guy or, or if you – you tried to be a clown out on that football field. He didn't care who you were or what your name was or what you did. You would be gone. You would adhere to the rules. And guess who uh, is a modern-day Lombardi? Bill Belichick. Yep. Belichick. Yep. You screw around with him, no Glenn, problem. you're gone. He trades him. He gets rid of him. Hey, uh, time now for the BBB Trusted Review. It's brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Find a business you can trust at BBB.org. Looking at one key play, I mean, we've, we've talked about the Comet drop. Uh, how about the flea-flicking uh, Andy Dalton, beautiful to Jakeem Grant? Should we give the Bears credit for a little... Uh, razzle-dazzle? A little razzle-dazzle, perhaps? No, no, because it shouldn't have worked. Um, you know, an individual player, it's kind of like saying, should you give the Bears um, credit for that magnificent run that Fields did late in the game, you know, four four weeks ago, where he broke like nine tackles and took it to the end zone. That wasn't a called play. That was just him being a great athlete. And, you know, Andy Dalton on that play was a great athlete because he should have been sacked. He actually, there was a couple plays today where Dalton was able to get out of trouble that I didn't think he would do. Uh, All right, let's try to get two more callers in here real quick before we say goodbye. Rick in Glenview, go quick, my friend. Go ahead. Hey, gentlemen, pleasure to be on with you. Uh, Number one, why would we make any move that would give more draft picks to Ryan Pace? That would be (laughs) asinine. Uh, Number two, did did anybody else notice uh, the typical bear act that when Dalton threw that, I believe, third pick and made the tackle where he got hurt, uh, the the fan for the first time on TV, you could hear the fans audibly booing, and they turn on that bear raid siren. What a class act by the Bears! Yeah, it's uh, noticeable. Thanks so much, Rick. Look, the it take, it's, it's the frustra- frustration of the Bear fans, and 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 they'll say all things and get mad like I do. We all do whatever, but you still love the Bears and, yep. and whatever. But I'll tell you what. It, it's intolerable now. You, you you can't go on with with pace, and you can't go on with Nagy, you know, and you can't come on with the twenty five rocks of granite either. I mean, how 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 you could have a coaching staff that huge and come up with the nonsensical offensive game plan, quarter after quarter, game after game is absolutely beyond my 
I it, absolutely beyond me. John and Fox Lake, last call. Go ahead, real quick. Yeah, Nagy's fired. That's for sure. If Pace went to Ted and George and said fire him, and that didn't happen, I hope the truth comes out. Ted, please retire, George. You need to put somebody else in here that knows how to run football. Yeah, I, I don't. Thanks Great for the call, John. Yeah, and I agreed, but I, I don't think that. I don't. But whatever happened behind Ted, the scenes? He's talking about Ted Phillips. He's. I mean, come on. Right. Sure. Every sure. every sports writer, everybody knows. Yeah. Hey, Kazi, thanks for being around today, brother. Great job. You got it, guys. Have a great week, and hopefully the Bears can get it back on track. It's going to be a tough, tough one, though. Playing Green Bay. Thanks, Glenn. You see it. And, Have a great week, Ed. You too. Bye. And thanks to everybody who called, listened, texted. We appreciate it. Your Chicago and McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you get paid time off and a flexible schedule. So working there also works for you. You can achieve your goals and keep moving up with tuition assistance and the opportunity for growth. And of course, you get free employee meals. Apply today at careers.mcdonalds.com. Uh, jobs you apply for may be in a restaurant owned by a franchisee, not McDonald's. Franchisees are responsible for all employment at their restaurants. I respect our callers, every one of them. They, I tell you, they came up with some great ideas. <clears throat> Excuse me, some good questions. People, thanks for calling in. Hang with us. Yep. And so up next, uh, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to put something together with uh, the Green Bay Packers next Sunday night, 720. Uh, somehow the Bears are not getting flexed. Rick Kogan. Have a good week. Rick Kogan's coming up. Curtis Coke, thanks so much for producing. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you for listening to Happen OB on 720 WGN. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.